back again for the with a new episode of the show. Do we know what number it would be if we were to go in order? Not anymore. I'm guessing it's 25. But 25. Sure. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. Yeah, so we'll guess that it's 25, and I'll have to go back in and renumber all the other old episodes because it's technically a different show. Well, I've got a little back end work to do there. Yeah, we could do season two. Yeah, this is the beginning of season two, maybe. Season two. The sexy reboot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, those are always super successful. Nobody ever says it was gimmicky and cliche to like suddenly... Add sex to the mix. Make it sexy. Sex, sexy Bart Simpson. Right. (laughs) Sexy Rugrats. Welcome for the return of talking to women about video games. What? Is it? I don't know. I don't know either. It may be the return of that. Well, it will be the return of that. It is, yeah. But it might be something else too. Thanks so much for coming back after a little bit of a hiatus. I'm Jonathan. I'm joined by Tanya. We're going to be talking a little bit about video games, but we may segue into a whole new kind of show. So hang on to your butts, (laughs) Samuel L. Jackson once said. So we're going to start off, Tanya, if it's okay with you. Yeah. Talking about something near and dear to my heart. Nintendo. They just had a big event. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) (laughs) I did not know that about you. You, You've got an issue of Nintendo Force on your bookshelf. I know I do. That I wrote about a fourth of. It's a Suda 51 issue. Do I have the poster? You better. I don't know what you did with it. Oh, (laughs) shit. It's not on my wall. (laughs) I'm feeling really bad now. Well, you know, that one doesn't even have a No More Heroes poster in it. It's got, like, Monster Hunter and something else. What is wrong with you, Nintendo Force? (laughs) (laughs) It's a good question. You know, the fact that we put posters in the magazine is a whole other subject that I'm not going to get into. But actually, the artist of the cover of that magazine, Derek Robertson, I believe his name is, who drew the comic The Boys. Mm. So he's sort of a big deal. He won a, an Emmy recently oh, wow. for his work on that. He didn't know that magazine existed. He didn't know his art was on the cover. He sort of implied like, hey, that's my art. Oh, wow. Which usually yeah. means like, are you going to pay me? Because you sold it. So we sent him a couple of complimentary issues and he didn't get mad at us. That's but very yeah. kind of him. Yeah, yeah. He never got back to me after he got them, but I assume he got them and liked them because he didn't write me again and say, I want money or you to do something else. He seemed satisfied, a satisfied customer. Well, usually I would say the agreement would be upfront to give money. If you give your art and you didn't make that agreement, then... It's, it's very messy because he sold his art to... The company that made No More Heroes 3, they sent the art out as a promotional material to be used on websites. I see. They didn't say don't use it in a magazine that you're going to sell, but they didn't say you should. So they could have sued us, but instead they just gave us a massive 51 question interview with Suda51. So. Who created the series. So sort of approval, I guess, in that. What a... 
What a tangent. What a interesting <laughs> tangent about lawsuits and magazine covers. You're welcome. Entangled a wretch. Well, God is a wretch. He knows I don't just talk about. There she blows. So, Tanya, <laughs> there was a Nintendo Direct. Do you know what a Nintendo Direct is? I do not. Tell me well, what I, she's well, thinking. Well, I, I sort of do. I sort of tell do. Because you, you, tell me what you think what, it is. what happened was, was we had a prior conversation. A little bit. And you said that it's a forum. Because I was like, what? how do you Did know I say about, it was a forum? It feels like it was a forum. A penthouse forum? <laughs> you remember that? And reading erotica? I never um, read penthouse. I gotta get you a penthouse because forums. Because I heard that the articles are fantastic. I wouldn't go that far. So okay. they had a lot of erotic fiction in there. Oh my god. So Playboy would show boobs, butts, and vagina hair, pubic hair, but not actual vagina details. Right. You just saw that there was... The pubic mound. <laughs> That's right. And the listeners couldn't see it, but Tony actually did a little, little cup of a mound with her, I with did. her hand and her mind. Mm-hmm. She was cupping the mound in her mind, <laughs> and that was how Playboy magazine worked. Penthouse would show actual vaginal lips. They would show clitoris. Yeah. They would show, I think, insertion. I think so. Wow. Just a I little. Didn't, I didn't. Re- I thought it was like just the naked lady stuff. I didn't realize it was actual porn. And think that Penthouse was actual porn. I think that was the Larry Flint one that really was like a triple X rated movie in magazine form and would also write real triple X rated fiction, which did well enough that they had a spinoff magazine called penthouse forums that was just the words no sexy pictures wow yeah it was powerful stuff. did they market it to the ladies not that i'm aware of they should have maybe they did and just didn't tell me because i was 13 at the time reading penthouse forums we were supposed to be talking about nintendo this whole time but this is a little bit of a sneak peek foreshadowing if you will yeah. as to where the show may be going so nintendo directs are not forums they okay. are 40 minute long commercials Hmm. for games that are going to come out. Sometimes they come out that day. They're like, we're announcing this right now and you can buy it right now. Like this big Castlevania collection. So I Hmm. need to pause. Please. People will be like, I'm waiting for this huge event where I can log in with my Switch. No, you just watch it on YouTube. You watch it on YouTube? You could watch it on the Switch, I think, because I think the Switch has YouTube. YouTube, right. Yeah. Okay, I thought maybe it was like a special nope. Nintendo Direct to your console no. only. That no, would no, be no. cool. It would An be. exclusive. It would be excluding of people that yeah, they want yeah, to yeah. watch the commercials. But it's it's like people sign up for this just to watch commercials. They are so excited about it. There are people that count down the days. There's people that send Nintendo hate mail. You haven't oh. done a Direct in six months! What? How am I supposed to get hyped? I need to get hyped. I haven't felt any hype for six months. And it's like, so you're you're begging a company to try Market to make, yeah, to, you, to sell yeah. sell you on things to to sometimes trick you into thinking a video game is more important than it is, so you'll pre-order it and commit to buying it with sixty dollars, even though you've never played it. People love the feeling of excitement so much. I've given it a lot of thought actually for years because people first started getting mad at me for spoiling commercials. Oh. I want to say five, six years ago as it started. This didn't used to happen, but there was this whole thing around 2015, 16, 
14 actually is when it really started, where people said, wow, I realize now that I'm online all the time and people can change my whole day based on what they say to me online. I might bump into a picture of a butt that looks terrible. Like some farting butt might like just Like a bad be, butt. Like a bad butt. And what am I supposed to do about it? It went into my brain already. I want people to filter the information that they put online. So I'm going to use my freedom of speech online to tell people what to say online. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was going on for a long, long time. And, and what video game journalists or bloggers or whatever we're getting a lot of is... Don't spoil commercials for me. You think you're so special because you got the inside track that Ryu from Street Fighter is going to be in Smash Brothers, but they were going to make a commercial for that that was going to surprise me and wow me with the yeah, fact that... Yeah, you did take that away from them. The surprise wow of... Yeah, you did. You, you fucking <laughs> stole it out from under them. That's how they Some feel. Some things are really special. <laughs> it looked really mad just now. Is it really special to find out that a character is going to be in a fighting game? Is that a plot twist? Is that a new event, really? Or is that just, yes, fighting game that is a crossover will have a crossover with another character in it? For some people, it is very special. It's so special. Yes. It's special for me, but it's not special for me that I get sold on the idea with a commercial. It's special to me to find out the news that is going to happen. I love leaks for this reason. So news will leak, but you will never know if it's real or not. Hmm. Not until it's officially announced. So it's always like, it's like finding out maybe Bigfoot is in the woods, you know? Maybe he's there, maybe he's not. We're not going to find out until we officially dig in. But the mystery, the hope that maybe it's true, maybe it's false, weighing it in your own mind... It's a lot of fun. And then when the official commercial comes out, it's like, whoa, it was real. You know, it's very exciting. Yeah, it makes it real. But people get mad if you take the power away from the commercial makers, take away their power to wow and surprise you, if you are the one to reveal the surprise that Ryu is going to be in Smash Brothers. Yeah, because honestly, you didn't put the effort into the, the commercial. You didn't use your creative mind. You're just you're just a ruiner. <laughs> that's what they, that's almost exactly what they say. You're really relating with them, but it's not about if their creative mind is so great and the trailer is so great, then me spoiling the fact that it's going to have Ryu in it to me that shouldn't diminish the the pleasure that's of that's because you're fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe you're right. I've been doing this for a long time. You so. know what? It's okay. It's okay. But don't you don't you remember what it was like? Okay, I will tell you this much. Mm. You're kind of looking at it as... I remember when I was a kid and it was Christmas. My brother and I had this idea. There were some big presents under the tree. Mm. Those big presents we knew were the big ones. They weren't coming from Santa. They were from Mom and Dad. They were like the big ones. Mm-hmm. And they were under the tree for a little while prior to Christmas. Not just Christmas Eve. Yep. I don't know if other people's parents did that, but mine did. Yeah. And Rob and I, my big brother Rob, Mm -hmm. we had a plan. We were like, we're going to peel back the corners and we're going to check the present. Yeah. And we're just going to wrap that shit right back up and it will be (laughs) no big deal. And we did it one year. Mm -hmm. And it was was such a fucking disappointment because (laughs) it was exactly what we wanted. It was a very exciting... But it was totally ruined. And then Christmas Day comes around. My parents were looking at us like, aren't you excited about this? 
and I felt like a big faker. Oh, yeah, you would feel badly. You would feel because mm, you pretended. So here's but the thing. Yeah, it just the big part of it was that it was like the personal disappointment that I had ruined the surprise for myself. <laughs> of course you were. You're very hard on yourself sometimes, Tanya. So yes, you were mad at yourself for finding out what you were going to get for Christmas and you ruined the surprise for yourself. I don't think a commercial, I don't think it's healthy to have a commercial for a $60 video game. The commercial for the game. But Not the game. The, the thing that's trying to trick you into spending $60 on the game. To have that be the present. Like yeah, the present but... was, I was sold on something. Here's the flip side of it though. These days, a lot of people, and this is very, very encouraging to me, they tell me, oh, I love watching commercials for games. I'm never gonna buy those games. They're not tricking me into mm. buying them. I just enjoy watching a fun commercial. So it's like you're getting free fun out of the, that's the side of it that actually got me to be less pro commercial information leak, mm -hmm. game trailer leak, when people are telling me, don't worry about me so much. I can be a little overprotective of people sometimes. I'm kind of old. I don't have to worry that the marketing is going to manipulate them to the degree where they end up buying stuff they don't want. It does happen to a lot of people. I hear all the time people say, oh, I bought this new game, Deathloop, just because I saw the trailer and it seemed like it was an important game and everyone else was saying they liked it and I didn't want to miss out. I didn't want to not be a part of the what everybody cool is playing. So I bought it and I don't like it, but I'm ashamed to tell anyone I don't like it because mm. they're going to think I have bad taste in games. All that stuff. The need to conform to whatever the norm is set by the AAA marketing companies. And when people adore AAA marketing companies more than they do actual human beings, when they say, how dare you do this to the company, the oh, multi-million yeah. dollar company that was trying to make a surprising trailer. Now no one's going to buy their game. And everyone buys the game anyway. Well, this is this is exactly my point. This is a new point I have. Yes. It's, it's that I don't think that they need to be sold. You're saying you, one of the arguments you made was that they're they're buying into this trailer to be sold to. I think that they're going to buy it anyways. Mm -hmm. But you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you know very, what I'm saying. You're very empathetic towards the folks who just want to have fun with video games and not have people like me be so paternal about it. Just let them have your fun. You're yeah, they just want to. They're going to buy that video game whether or not you spoil it or they see that trailer. It's like you well, know. Then why I'm, even? You know how sad all the people making these trailers would be because the only reason they're making them is to try to sell people on them. No, they're trying. No, it's not even the game they're trying to sell them on. What? It's the product. Wow. It's the merchandising. <laughs> it's all of the other shit. They know they're going to. I mean, these people have been waiting for this game for years, right? Sometimes or sometimes there's, there's a brand new announcement that they never knew was happening. But well, speaking of merchandising. Merch. merch you are uh, uh, somehow you knew. Somehow you knew, Tanya. Oh. Finger on the pulse. Finger on the pulse. Oof. If you say finger on the pulse too fast, <laughs> like having sex with a pulse on your finger. So you were right about merchandising. One of the big announcements, we'll do three announcements from this Nintendo Direct real quick. One of the big ones was they're going to make Nintendo 64 and Sega Genesis controllers for the Nintendo Switch. And you can use them on Nintendo 64 and Sega Genesis games on the Switch if you 
buy an even more expensive version of the Nintendo Switch's version of Netflix. You probably didn't know any of this. I so, didn't even know Nintendo Switch had a version of Netflix. Well, that's what I'm calling it for you right now. It is pretty different. So I can't remember how much it costs. I refuse to subscribe to it because I hate subscription services because I forget I do it and I don't use it. And then I end up paying $10 for something I didn't even use that month. So I don't do it. But if you want to play Nintendo Switch games online, which I don't really want to do because I'm not competitive, or if you want to play some old Nintendo Entertainment System or Super Nintendo Entertainment System games on a subscription service. So once you pay $10 a month or whatever, you can just play any of those 50 games whenever you want. Mm -hmm. Much like Netflix. You don't own the games. But anytime you want to just play them, you just log on and play them. And then when you get rid of your subscription service, you can't play them anymore. Hmm. So it keeps you on the hook. They added Nintendo 64 games, which are not always good those are some bad games <laughs> that gets me in trouble with the uh kids in their 20s and 30s but the that Nintendo's, really love the nintendo 64 it has like seven really good games and then like 50 really really bad games mm-hmm. so it's all or nothing with nintendo 64 and the sega genesis which has a bunch of great games you can pay a little extra to also get to play those games so it's like netflix flicks oh so picture if you're like oh i've got netflix I want to watch Squid Game, and they're like, "Oh, you need Netflix flicks for that." Well, it so you're was have almost to pay an like extra five a month. It was back in the early two thousands when you could have the DVDs mailed, yeah. or <laughs> and the streaming service, and you're like, "Ooh, I can have it! I can have it both ways." And pay a little extra though. Pay a little extra. So this is like that, just for some more games that are over twenty years old. All these games are so old. The fact that they're charging this much, it's it's wild. And you can emulate all of them if you spend two minutes on your computer Googling, emulate Sega Googling, Genesis Googling. Game. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, Google is a number. Like Googleplex. Oh. That's where it all came from. Google. It's just that's a big number. Weird. So, yeah, that was one of the big news pieces. I went about those controllers, the Nintendo 64 and Genesis controllers. I don't really want to subscribe to get the service though i just like no. the controllers yeah so i might get the merchandising like you said like you can use balls. them without it yeah merchandising, probably not i don't think I, i'm just gonna look at them do you love nintendo are there commercials your new friend or are you more no comprehendo merchandising yes i have some video game news for you you're kidding i had an event last weekend what was it it was it was an interesting thing that happened to me that i haven't told you about wow i can't wait to hear about it um i i probably should get my phone to show you i got in trouble at a flea market (laughs) for you what (laughs) yes for me how did i what did i i uh was at a flea market and with my girlfriend, uh, my very best friend, mm-hmm. and we were away. We were in northern Vermont, and I came up to this old-ass Atari console. Wow. And I was like, I should take a picture of this and send it to Jonathan. Oh, thanks. And see if, if he really wants it. I'd buy it on the spot. Wow. Was it expensive? Do you remember? It The whole thing got derailed, and I refused to buy from the man. Wow. This man. Yeah, well, I didn't even go there because I would not buy from him. And Why? I And I knew in my heart that you would not want me to. No. Why? He 
suddenly stopped me after I snapped the photo. And he said, did you ask me to permission to take a picture of that? <laughs> and I said, I said, I, I didn't know I, I know. and he's like, you should be reading the signs. He's like, you know, you know that I'm not this row, but the row behind me, they'd have you thrown out of here for taking a picture without asking permission. Were there signs? That said- there were no signs. <laughs> there were no signs whatsoever. He said, you know, in Massachusetts, this is a really big deal. And I was like, well, sir, I'm from Massachusetts. And I... <laughs> Taking a picture of an old Nintendo... Would... Of anything on somebody's table, apparently. And then he said, he was telling me that Massachusetts is this way. He also said I'd get arrested if I brought my cell phone into a drive-in movie th- theater at, in Massachusetts. <laughs> that they collect cell phones. And then he told me... That uh, why he was feeling this way was because one time he had golf clubs on his table Mm -hmm. and somebody snapped a photo and sent it to a friend to be like, do you want these golf clubs? Well, turns out somebody saw it online or they put it online or something like, oh, I saw these golf clubs. Do you want it? And somebody else saw it, saw the serial numbers and said, those are stolen golf clubs. Uh-huh. And the guy said that the cops showed up to the flea market and cuffed him. Uh-huh. This is in Georgia. This is what this man was telling me. So so, so this man is telling you, listen, I sell stolen golf clubs and Atari systems probably. How dare you have the law be upheld with your photography? <laughs> so he said, I bought it from a guy who like duped me. Oh, but they had yeah. me. They had me in jail. For the crime he committed. For the golf clubs, for selling stolen goods. Which was, in fact, a crime. And then he went on to tell me (laughs) (laughs) about how careful I needed to be with my children in convenience stores because foreign people will come and just take them away from you in poorly, dimly lit convenience stores in bad neighborhoods. So from that moment, I said... To myself, I will not be purchasing anything from this man whatsoever. I mean, you might have... The chances that that man has children in his basement is very high. That man was big on projecting, clearly. So, you know, yeah. don't you Don't you take a picture of the crimes I'm doing? <laughs> That's a crime around here. We'll have you kicked out if you get me arrested for my crimes. And don't don't kidnap children. People do that, you know. Well, like he was, you. He no. He, yeah, he was telling me to be careful with. Because he's gonna steal some children later. I know it was really interesting. He's a child thief and a Atari thief and maybe both. Uh, definitely a golf club thief. <laughs> he admitted to that. I bought some golf clubs off a guy. Is that so wrong? Well, <laughs> if they were stolen, well, how was I supposed? To? Why'd you just buy some anyway? Yes. That is my video game news. <laughs> I have the the photo. He did not make me to. He did not make me delete it. Can't like, wait to see it. Like the time I snapped photos in a strip club recently, and they told me to delete them. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I was not aware of that's foreshadowing. So we're gonna get to that. What a great tangent. We're gonna bring it back to the Nintendo Direct. Sorry. Just a little bit, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Should we? Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Chris mm-hmm. Pratt. It's gonna be Mario. He's a hunk. He's what? A, he's gonna be Mario in he's... the Mario movie. They're Char- gonna. They'll make it happen. They are making it happen. Yeah. It was announced. Chris Pratt, Charlie Day, from 
Charlie Day. All of Sunny in Philadelphia, the little like mousy nervous guy. Okay. I don't know if he's gonna be Luigi. Hmm. The woman who starred in Queen's Gambit. Big oh, eyeballs there from yeah, Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there from Florida. Florida. <laughs> yeah. She's gonna be Peach, Princess Peach. Oh wow. Jack Black is gonna be Bowser, King Koopa. He's yeah. got a, he's got the beard for it these days. Keegan Michael Key is gonna be Toad. Wow. You know who Toad is a little mushroom guy. Yeah. He's just like. He just, like, makes bird noises. Keegan-Michael Key's gonna do that? Yeah, and Shigeru Miyamoto, creator of Mario for Donkey Kong. Oh, and, and Seth Rogen is gonna be Donkey Kong. Oh, my um, word. He's like, I look forward to Keegan-Michael Key doing very many comedic things as Toad because <laughs> he is a comedian. Just, like, the driest, least excited sounding. Oh, Illumination these... is the animation company doing it. Oh, so it's an animated film. It's not a no, live action. No, it's not going to be live action. And the voice of Mario. I'm sad. <laughs> yeah, I know. Live action would have been a lot better. I was I thinking about all of these people and envisioning them as some sort of weird CGI hybrid. Yeah, that could be done. That would be cool. I would I would be much more likely to watch that. And there was a live action Super Mario Brothers movie. I remember that. Yeah, it's a cult hit now. It's sort of seen as an avant-garde ahead of its time culture uh, it's got a lot of commentary on consumer culture and the the confluence of marketing with politicians actually dennis hopper played koopa in that and a lot of people said trump was basically how the koopa is depicted in the super mario Bros. oh movie. yeah no yeah. shit you'd have to see it yeah again anyway yeah that was the other big news chris pratt is mario and people are really upset about it because they love the real voice of Mario, Charles Martinet. He's been doing the voice since Mario was voiced in, I think, Nintendo 64, or maybe it was one of the Hotel Mario games. Uh, it's been a while, though. 25, 30 years. Long time he's done the voice. Hmm. He's going to be in the movie, but he's not getting to voice Mario or Luigi or Wario or any of the other characters he's done. And Chris Pratt is a likable enough actor, but he is part of a really... I'll, I'll come out and say it. they're creepy. Uh, a, a Christian church that has real cult-like flavor to it, and they have supported a lot of homophobic and anti-queer things. That's not very Nintendo of you. Well, they just like Chris Pratt. He was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. He was in the Lego movie. He's a big name. So their goal is to get all these big names in a Mario movie so Mario fans see it, and people who don't care about video games but just love... Big movie stars see it. And as you were saying before, uh, you know, you don't even need commercials. People are just going to play the game anyway. These companies don't see it that way. They're always thinking, what can we do to get even more people to play our game, even more people to watch our movie? So they stretch things in new directions in order to please audiences that aren't necessarily their, quotes, core audience, unquote. Right. And people are pretty upset about it. And it turns out it might all be my fault, Chris Pratt. Because people found a tweet. I forgot I did this. Oh, no. Chris Pratt. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. Is this another one of these? No, it's... You be the judge. Chris Pratt was talking about how he likes the Game Grumps. And they were playing Super Mario Odyssey. Game Grumps are some YouTube guys that people like a lot. And he's like, these guys are effing hilarious. Not really swearing. Saying effing. And I was like, Chris Pratt, you should be Waluigi in their next video. That would be funny. 
It's the only time anyone has ever suggested Chris Pratt play Are you one sure of the Arios. It is? Or, well, yeah, there's been other people who predicted it. Other people said, man, this Mario but movie is going to suck. But that was after you. After me, yeah. This was 2015, so like six years ago. I was like, Chris Pratt, you'd be Waluigi. And Waluigi is just the evil version of Luigi, who is just the taller version of Mario. So it's just a couple of jumps away. Yeah. Chris Pratt might have been like, I'll go all the way. I'm just going to be Mario, 100%. And he was like that Jonathan Holmes from Road Rules. Yeah, who knows Chris Evans. And Chris Evans is someone who's trampoline knows, I jumped on. Right? Who I knows Chris on. Pratt, clearly. Yeah, the, the they're, two they're Marvel Chris's. Yeah. yeah. Chris Pratt, Chris Evans, they've been in movies together. That's right. And I've been on trampolines with Chris Evans, so it's it's very, It's all very coming together. It's all, it's all wow. huge news. Yeah. But maybe even huger is Bayonetta 3 finally got a trailer. What, what? <laughs> so we watched, we we watched, watched the trailer it. a little bit. Yeah. You have never played Bayonetta. I think you've seen Bayonetta around because she wears... Pleaser style shoes. Like yeah, well, that was the, the first thing I said. I was like, check out them shoes. You wanted those shoes. Like, zoom in on the shoes. Yes. They were heels. They With were guns. looking good. They're they, gun yeah. heels. Yeah. She shoots monsters and stuff and angels. I want the real life version, but without the actual weapons. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It would, it would be harder to safely wear those shoes for sure and <laughs> well, also and i also don't want expensive. yeah i don't want to yeah you don't want to shoot guns with your shoes so she has a new look she now can control giant demons for an extended period of time in the past games she could summon them for help mm-hmm. and she could turn into like a giant water snake and a cougar like smaller animals but now she summons a giant spider with a scorpion tail or a big dragon or I think there was a, a, a phoenix type thing at one point. Yeah, and you time. actually control them while you're dancing around. She's mm-hmm. dancing and controlling and running out of the way. I think that they probably took some cues from this game that the same company worked on for Nintendo. Jeez, was that two years ago already? Called Astral Chain, mm-hmm. where you play a cop in the future. And here's the problem. Demons showing up through portals. You got to summon the demon you got to chain it up with your astral chain. Whoa. And then sometimes you control you, the cop. And sometimes you control the demon. Sometimes you control them both at the same time and get them to coordinate. So it's very, you're pressing every button at the same time. You're... That's what I do anyways. <laughs> when you play a game. <laughs> yeah, but you have to press them all with intention. Like, oh, oh, I'm using the left stick to move my character. I'm using the right stick to control the demon. You actually have to get them to... Hold the astral chain in between the two and this then tie up other demons. This why I don't do well at video games. It's a very complicated game. I reviewed it for Nintendo Force. I liked it. Some of the stuff I like the most about it is it made being a cop seem like cute. It was almost like an Andy Griffith style hmm. look at police work instead of like, you know, shooting criminals and driving fast cars. It was like, I'm going to eavesdrop on this guy. Ooh, sounds like he's got a crime planned later. We'll go check it out. And then you accidentally knock over some trash when you go to check it out. And it's like, pay cut. <laughs> you littered. Cops shouldn't litter. Like, the cops have to follow so many rules in that game. Or you lose money. Oh, it's like the exact opposite of real life. Exactly. It's like the ideal cop world. Then None of them have guns. They just have giant demons that help them out. It's. I would rather deal with demon cops than shoot me cops. Because you die a lot quicker from the, the, the shooting. The demons just kind of float around and they might hit you with a sword. Anyway, I'm on a tangent. Bayonetta 3, 
was finally shown after I think four years of people waiting to see. And she has a new look. Mm-hmm. She's got big braids. She's got a new voice actress. People think that might be because this is a different Bayonetta from a different timeline. Wow. Or it could be that they just fire the voice actress. Nobody knows. But it's finally happening. Bayonetta 3. What'd you think? I thought she was pretty badass. <laughs> That's great. That's she great. looked great. I yeah. mean, yeah. I don't have anything to compare it to. Yeah. So it did look really fun to me. It looked That's like good. a fun game. I would, I would watch that shit all day. Yeah, but you didn't want to play it. You're like, I'll watch this. Yeah. Yeah. But that's me. We know. Yeah. I wonder if you'd like Bayonetta 2 easy control mode. Not that you need it easy. You love a challenge, but you are bored with learning what eight different buttons do. There is a version of Bayonetta 2 on the Nintendo Wii U Mm. that you can control with a stick and with a stylus. Interesting. Yeah. And it's, you know, you just draw a bunch of circles and all of a sudden you're kicking people and turning into monsters and beating them up. Maybe huh. you'd like it more. I don't know. I've got it lying around somewhere. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think it looked awesome. Yeah. I think it looked like an awesome, fun game. I loved the color scheme. I mm. loved the artwork. Mm-hmm. I loved all of the... Well, it was funny. Every single kind of monstery thing that she could summon up seemed way more grandiose than the bad guy. So it just looked like you were kicking ass the entire time. Yeah, she was really much more powerful than everybody else. But people have grown to expect that from her. And it doesn't reduce the challenge when you actually play it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. All right, we wrapped it up. Nintendo Direct. Great talk. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so Tanya, now we're going to try... To make this into a whole different show, we're going to transform it. Our real secret plan the whole time was to start a new show right now. Like in the middle of the episode. Yeah, like right now. Yeah. So we love video games. We've been talking about them for about a year. I've learned so much from you. Yes. And... We've had some great guests. Wonderful guests. Fantastic guests. Yes. And now we want to try something new to see what we can learn from that. A subject that Tanya and I both know a little about. But are intrigued with human sexuality. (laughs) (laughs) You're interested in that, aren't you? And so are you. Yeah, yeah. Psychology, what makes people tick, why they're attracted to what. Yeah, it was funny. The other day, Jonathan showed me an image. I did. And was like, what do you think about this image? And Mm. I was like, there's a lot to unpack here. Yeah. And then it spurred a really good conversation. Yeah. And now... We're going to have that kind of conversation about a couple more images, I think. Yeah. And we're calling this segment, I think, not super safe for work, porno analysis? Not super safe for work. Porn analysis. Porn analysis. Porn analysis. Yeah, there's porn analysis. Porn analysis or porno analysis. You let us know which one you like Porn-al- most. Pornal. Pornal. Assess. <laughs> Pornal. Pornalysis. Pornalysis. That's a tongue twister. We're going to have to work on the name. Can't wait maybe to work we on should, it. Maybe we should figure out what the listeners think the name Yeah, yeah. Be. Please let me know. I'm at Non Trotsky on Twitters. <laughs> Is that right? Twitters? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where so. the tweets go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start the segment. What could these pictures mean? Sexy pictures. What could these pictures mean? Sexy pictures. So here's how this 
segment and maybe what will turn into a whole show. It's going to work. Tanya and I are going to look at a picture. Right now we're looking at a famous picture. I'm looking at your broken phone screen. Yeah, I know. The, the pandemic Jeez. hasn't been kind to my phone and sharing it with uh, with a little kid I got at home. He, he throws my phone around all the time. So this eventually morphed into an image meme. Tall woman lifting short woman. It's a very, very famous picture from pornography at this point. Yeah, I kind of want to see the, the, wide, the wide view. Here we are. We're in a sort of stark white mansion-y style home. Mm-hmm. We're gonna just surmise that this is an LA home. Okay. It's got that LA look to it. It's it's like one floor is sort of marbly, the other is tile-esque. Oh, sure, yeah. You know, they're like white on white on white, you know, shiny. There is a couch. <laughs> it's not the... Listen, I have to. I'm, explo- I'm exploring the whole space here for the proper analysis. So there's, there's, there's a couch in yes. the background mm-hmm. with some white coffee table. Uh, the couch is white. The coffee tables are glass, and there's some hot pink and maybe like a lime green pillow. Neon, yeah. Neon lime, and then also some plant life. You can see yonder in the distance other plant life. There's like a a fireplace plant life yeah there's like a little tree a little shrub thing and that is in the background in the foreground in the center of the frame there are two ladies one lady is exceptionally tall Mm. and sort of um not thin not large thick in a way of like strong like mm. a strong thickness to her mm-hmm. but very like a very tight short red and black dress and she's wearing some um ankle boots that are heeled mm-hmm. so just adding to her height and you can only sort of see her profile and she's got some really bright red orangish hair mm-hmm. she is up against a wall with a smaller female mm-hmm holding her by the ribs, like under the armpit, almost like if you were picking up a kid. Yeah. And the woman up against the wall sort of does look kid-like to me. Mm -hmm. She has tight little jean shorts on, something I might wear, Mm. Um, and not something I always would have worn, but now at 40, it's something I would wear. Um, Anyways, she's wearing some some sneakers that are they're sort of kid-like in the sense that they're black sneakers but with like a bright neon yellow laces neon green laces and like a bright tongue Mm. Mm -hmm. which is sort of suggestive oh yeah this woman is also with red hair but a darker shade and what i find is very striking is that she you can actually see her face a little bit more so she's looking they're looking eye to eye even though um she's being lifted it looks like at least a foot off the ground yep and you can see the smaller woman's face a little bit more and she sort of looks very serious almost scared but also not in a way Mm. and she's got her hands on the larger woman's shoulders just sort of resting there yeah which is probably helping support her weight. A little bit, a little like bit. A, part of the stunt. So, what do I think is going on here? The first thing I thought was, this is appealing to 
an audience who might be interested in the barely 18 shit. Oh. Like the, the look at this young girl. Mm-hmm. We're going to fuck that young girl. Right. Which isn't great. Which so isn't... borderline pedophilia, is what you're thinking. Yes, but but they're clearly adults. Right. I mean, appeal. this is a, a big popular image. Mm-hmm. I think the pornographic film, it's called like... Um, one of the women lifting the other women. Let's look up the name real quick. Just for. It's from the website Extra Small called Slinging the Spinner Over My Shoulder. And hmm. spinner, for what I know, is a term for small women mm-hmm. uh, that are going to have sex, I guess. And. The spinner's a term for a small woman having sex? I think a small woman that you have sex with. Yeah, she's huh? a spinner. She is like... Oh, like you can just flip her around. I think so. I'd have to look into the, the origin of the term spinner, but it gets used when it comes to the, this so kind does of she. thing. So does she, clearly. <laughs> and the, my understanding is the plot is the red-haired woman is like, hey, hey s- you. small women, you're going to have sex with my man, aren't you? And she's like, I don't know. And she's like, well, you should have sex with me then. And then they do. Mm. That's the plot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like jealousy and rage, but also wanting to dominate someone, mm-hmm. the smaller woman who was secretly taking man sex from the tall one, who's like, all the man sex and all the sex should belong to me, little woman. <laughs> and she's like, well, I guess I'll have sex with you then. Well, then I think... Passionate sex. But I think that the the smaller woman's look on her face is not, well, I guess I'll have sex with you. It's kind of like, I'm a little scared. Do I... What do I do with this girl-on-girl sex? I was here to have sex with a man. Mm. But the, but the larger one was like, yeah, yeah, this is what you're doing. And so there's that too. There's a definite power dynamic where... The tall one really wants the small one. And the small one is accepting, oh, wow, I'm really wanted that bad. When you lift somebody up that much and press them against the wall, it speaks to a certain intensity and objectification, but also a connection and a lot of lust. The other thing that I was thinking was, (laughs) you're laughing at me. I'm laughing at me saying, and a lot of lust. And you I'm didn't, like, you didn't like even very, miss a beat. You were I'm like, very serious. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, tell me more. Yes. No, no. Um, it's So the other thing I keep thinking about is there are so many ways to pin somebody against a wall. Is that right? <laughs> I was not aware of that. And and the way that they're doing it is so, oh, my gosh, look at this one actually shows the height. Yeah, there's a lot of this stuff. There's a, another one showing... The same two people, I think. No. How to talk to short people. No. Yes. That's cute. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we can't describe all this. But yes, let's um, get back to it. Mm -hmm. So the way she's pinning her against the wall. Okay, so there's different ways to pin somebody against the wall. Yes. You can do it really violently. You can do it by their neck. You can do it by, you know, their hands, their arms. But the way that... This, the the larger woman is pitting the smaller woman against the wall in this scene is truly has her hands under her armpits. It's supportive. And it's so, sort of supportive. It's sort of like, I'm lifting you up and I'm going to fuck you, but, I, but I'm caring of you and I'm not going to hurt you. Yeah. I don't think they hurt each other. I think they What have, is this? This is somebody um, reimagined the picture, 
except it is Princess Zelda is the little girl. And then the big woman with muscles, they added like calf muscles, is this mentor she has in Breath of the Wild. So it's getting taken by all sorts of people. They're adding video game characters. There's Wonder Woman and Batgirl doing it. There's a couple of stormtroopers. So why do you think this turned on so many people? It was a big turn on. 18 million Ooh. views, I think. I don't even... Which is kind of a lot on Pornhub. 18 million views on Pornhub? Yeah, in a very brief period of time. Like, people just jumped on this. They was ne- the sex all that great? I haven't seen it. Uh, it was not great sex, if I remember correctly. I watched some of it at some <laughs> point, and I remember thinking... They don't seem to really be wanting to have sex with each other that much. Okay. Which is a little bit boring. Yeah, I I think that there's just an abundance days, of porn. There's a lot of porn out there. And people people fatigue out of like just the Well, why I do mean, people watch porn, you think? I don't think it's just to be like, oh, I've boobs, butts and something going in something. It's not enough at this point just the novelty of seeing nudity and sex happening. What people want is to connect with real intense emotions. Yeah. And sex can be pretty intense. I don't know if you feel the same way, Tanya. I don't know if you've <laughs> ever had a, a sexual experience you thought was intense. It's been a long time. Yeah, you know, some people like intense sexual experiences. And they want to be able to have them without any of the dangers that come from getting your heart broken or having to go out and try to meet somebody and maybe you strike out and they don't like you or maybe they do like you and you have sex and then you get an STD or maybe then they start stalking you. Yeah. To just safely watch really intense emotional situations. I mean, that's why people watch reality TV shows. That's why people watch prank shows. The only thing that people watch on MTV, I don't know if you've seen the schedule on MTV anymore, it's just the show Ridiculousness. Yeah, I know that the chick on from that show has made a song that I've pole danced to. I was not aware of that. I'll have to look <laughs> into that too. So people want intense experiences. And for whatever reason, this woman lifting up this other woman seemed like a genuine expression of intense emotion. Some anger, but also some lust and affection all at the same time. Do you know what else I think it was? Is that this type of scene is very typically guy on girl. Mm. And to see it be displayed girl on girl is, if you watch girl on girl porn from the yesteryears, mm. it's, <laughs> it's, I, I find that it's very much made for like the male gaze. Yep. So it's a lot of really graphic looks at the act and both of the girls are very girly mm. and it's like, I'm doing this for you, guy. You yep. know, it's mm-hmm. not... This type of scene is more like we're doing this for us mm-hmm. and it's also a power move. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is very appealing to the audiences of today. Yeah, there's... I was just seeing... <laughs> There's a video game developer I like a lot on Twitter. She's called Nine Hydras. Hmm. And her girlfriend came over. And um, they they reenacted the scene just to make people happy because her girlfriend's a lot taller than her. Something you mentioned to me earlier was that if the woman getting pressed up against the wall was maybe more butch, maybe uh, less femme, you might have thought... 
it was a little bit more interesting, a little bit less troubling because you were troubled initially. My take on your take was you initially identified with the smaller woman who was just getting dominated and thinking like, I don't want her to get preyed upon. That's I'm worried about her. Mm -hmm. But if she looked a little bit more, a little older and a little more physically strong, a little bit more capable of physically defending herself, it would have been something you would have taken to a little bit uh, easier. Yeah, I felt like, like that, it would have been very intriguing if it was more, more or less like I'm not doing this to somebody who could be a victim. Mm. If it was somebody who was really strong looking in how they dressed and how they presented themselves, but they're still being pressed up against the wall, I thought that would have been hot. Mm -hmm. People love this other picture of a really short, muscular guy looking up adoringly at a super tall woman talking to a microphone. It's hmm. similarly shared. I'll show it to you later. And he just looks like he really respects her and loves her. And he's tough. He's a tough little guy. But she is just like a goddess to him. And she's like on the heavier side. She looks like she probably works out but doesn't like intensely diet in order to be, you know, fatless and whatever. People love that dynamic these days. And there's a lot. One of my favorite comic book artists, actually, Gina Winbrandt, was uh, drawing a ton of comics about her just being horny and alone which mm. I thought were really good. And she just wanted to have sex with Justin Bieber so bad, even though he is like a lot frailer looking. I was going to say wimpier, but yeah. that, that's cruel. So <laughs> one time we were chatting on Twitter and I was like, hey, have you seen this porno of this six foot woman grabbing this five foot two guy and just throwing him over her shoulder? She's like, I've seen it like 20 times. Oh, wow. <laughs> Thank you, but... I'm already well indoctrinated in the giant woman grabbing like cute, skinny, muscular guy. So he can't look like weak and frail. But the fact that he's that much shorter was like a real turn on for her. I kind of tell my friend this who's a shorter guy and suddenly single. Yeah, there's women that want to just grab him and, and flip him around and have their way with him. Yeah. He Good. needs to know. <laughs> let's, let's wish him luck. And let's get that other picture out. We got okay. a, a picture sent in from one of my Twitter followers. It was so kind of them. They said, oh, you're thinking about making a show about looking at pictures of pornography. I've got a bunch. And they're all safe for work. These are all pictures from pornography this is, that are... So this picture... Non-erotic. Yeah. I'm going to describe now. Please. We're looking into a refrigerator... Actually, we're looking out of a refrigerator, is what it appears to be. There's some sort of a scene outdoors in the background. But we're looking at a carafe of orange juice with some oranges nearby. Mm -hmm. A mustard bottle. A lime. A sort of dish of carrots. Uh, looks like shredded bacon bits and a, and a fucking bell jar. Maybe for salad toppings. Yeah, and then some eggs. Yeah. But the, in the center is a uh, a jar. It's a jar. It's not really there. This jar does not look it like photoshopped, it's... photoshopped, yes. Yes, yes. And inside the jar is one pickle standing up <laughs> and two girls... Okay, so they're seated. One has her legs crossed like crisscross applesauce and the other one has her legs kind of up and she's holding on to them. These girls are in the jar, mind. They're inside the jar. They're about, if they were to stand up on their feet, they still wouldn't quite be as tall as the pickle. And they have um, these socks on, like, like knee socks on and probably some shorts. 
And they're talking, one's looking off sort of disinterestedly, and the other one looks like she's really trying to drive home a point. Um, <laughs> and and apparently they might fuck soon, who knows? Or not, or yeah, not. so many things might happen here. So one of the things I've always enjoyed about pornography, the things that have really stuck with me about pornography growing up with penthouse forums and VHS tapes of movies that had tried to play in theaters, but porn theaters were sort of on the way out. So I grew up in this weird transitionary time where porn had been sort of classy. Like Jack Nicholson went and saw Deep Throat that shows full penetration. He came out of the theater and was like, that was a great movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't masturbate or anything. I just enjoyed the film. Yeah, I liked yeah. The, the, the plot line. <laughs> yeah. So those days were dying when I was after I'd hit puberty and was discovering pornography, but they were trying to keep them alive on video cassettes where people were really trying to act. Oh, There was yeah. this movie called Pussy Galore 3, where <laughs> I never saw one and two, but it was like an escort service called Pussy Galore, and the guy mm. was so enthusiastic around, he's like, Pussy Galore, how can I help you? And trying to set people up with escorts, and there's a scene where <laughs> I've described this on past podcasts, but it's probably been eight years since I've talked about it. There's a scene where a married couple wants to have sex with a a third party. So they hire a a sex worker, a woman who works for a pussy galore escort service. And they have sex with her in like a basement that's got a giant swimming pool in it. And it's, it's not dirty. But it's very dark, so you really don't know what's going on in there. And you don't know why they chose to have sex in the water at all. And the woman is sort of meek, and the woman in the couple, who's older, is like very domineering and strong and like telling the man how to have sex with the woman and stuff like that. And at one point, there's just a close-up of an ass. I think it's the, the escort's ass. And just a tongue very near it? Hmm. Going like just up and down a little bit near an ass, and it's, it's almost like it's almost like like your mom walked in on you watching a movie with boobs in it, and you, that's how awkward you feel watching it. What? Yeah, that's how awkward you felt just now watching me do that. <laughs> and you, the, the what really made it though is the voiceover. Oh no! So in porn, it was very hard to do good sound. So they almost always in the old days recorded the sound later. So you'd see somebody's mouth moving, but you'd hear, yeah, yeah, put, I'm putting it in. I'm putting it in just the least erotic. But people were so desperate for oh any God, pornography. You would have been great at that job. I would have loved to just do the voiceover. No, I still that think about your best job. So, you know, <laughs> I am not. I don't look back on the pornography I watched as a teenager and think, man, what incredible sexual moments I witnessed. I'm always going to remember those sexual moments I saw. I think about the voiceover and how hard it made me laugh. Oh, So when this tongue is moving near this ass, they just use the same. It's like they only got the voice actor in for one day and he only recorded like two lines that they could use. And the lines are, um, uh, ma, what? ma, oh, shit. That's it. So you're, seeing, <laughs> so you're seeing the tongue near the ass, and you see it's the guy. It's a, like a, a guy with big curly hair. And you just hear, um, uh, 
Ma. Ma. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Which he couldn't possibly be saying because his tongue is moving the whole time near the ass. And, wow, that would have been so fun for you. I'm still talking about it. I, yeah. I probably first watched that oh. 30 years ago. You could you could recreate. You could do that these days. Just take the sound out and put in your own. For, for, porn, for pornographic films? Yep. It is a real day job ruiner when, when they find <laughs> out that that's what you've been up to on the internet. Uh, uh, using your name and whatnot. But it's, so. it's your creativity at work. That's thanks. If you become my boss someday, let's do it. All and right, just Sounds don't good. let them fire me. So sorry for the tangent. We didn't talk about these ladies in the pickle. I imagine their acting is similar. Like I really want to watch this just to see what they're talking about because you can tell that they're really trying to perform and they're really like, embody oh the character. Oh my god! <laughs> How did we end up here? What's with this big erect? pickle behind us my guess is that that this... is on purpose <laughs> the giant uh phallic vegetable that's sticking up erectly behind do you them? know what would be really amazing what's that is if like they're talking they're talking and then all of a sudden they're like you can't tell the hero by his size he's just a <laughs> Teeny little teeny super guy. Teeny comes in. little that would be super guy. Anything could happen. This definitely With looks a big like dick. <laughs> <laughs> this could be a new teeny little super guy, certainly. But my guess is that Did I ever tell you about the time? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm still going. <laughs> For those who don't know, it's a classic Sesame Street bit. I would say like Oh 80, god, we're 85. old. We're old. Oh yeah, they don't yeah, do that. They don't, on Sesame oh, they Street. don't know this. They don't know this. Yeah, Our listeners don't it's know very this. Very old. Oh, yeah. So god. it was a little guy, as you guessed. But so fun the way they animated him. They animated him on a jar. So it's replacement animation where they would paint a picture of the teeny little super guy on a jar. And then to have the next frame of his animation as he's moving his arms or legs or whatnot, they take out the jar and replace it with a different jar with a different painting on it. I don't I know, know if you knew that's how they did it. A lot of work, a lot of jars. And I would like to own one of those jars. I'll see if I can buy one on eBay somehow. But... That's not how they would do it today, and that's not what I think this is about. I think this is about those women getting swallowed whole. And I don't mean, like, their boobs or their vaginas. I mean their whole bodies. I think this is vor pornography. That's my What's guess. What's vor pornography? I don't even know what that is. So you're going to find out, and uh, then we're going to wrap up the episode. Do you know this for sure? Do you know this for sure? I do not know for sure that Are this we is find out? pornography. I can ask. Yeah. Okay. We should make sure we credit the person who gave us the image. I think you have the tweet they sent me, so we'll read their Twitter aloud so people can follow them. For sure. They also sent me like a really sweet picture of two women... Just like hugging on vacation, and they're both wearing like winter coats, and it's like I love the romantic scenes where it just shows that they're in love. Whereas I sent you a hedonism two video. You did of some guy saying he rips and tears wild women. <laughs> it's really <laughs> awful. It's really awful. So this, yeah, this came from Luna Chan, I believe. Yeah, With Luna Chan. Luna Chan, thank you, Luna Chan. So I think this is vor pornography. Vor pornography is when people get off on the idea of a giant picking up a person, a regular sized person, or a regular sized person getting shrunk down to the size of a little teeny little super guy or a pickle and just getting swallowed whole and being inside the body of somebody else. Like actually consumed. Yeah, but not necessarily chewed up, not necessarily harmed, just being 
well, so enveloped by another person. Yeah, people love that feeling. Yeah, well, it's some say it's like a little bit of, well, I want to be desired as much as someone else desires food. I want to be dominated by somebody as powerful. And, you know, it's not sexual, of course, but my son loves to pretend I'm food. It's a huge power dynamic for him. Hmm. He, he, first thing he said this morning, oh, I'm waking up at 6.30, good morning. And he says, food! He doesn't Whoa. have a deep voice because he's five. So, food! <laughs> and he runs in and just starts biting me. It's a power dynamic. We know that we control our food and that our food is there just for us. And if you can eat somebody or something else, you can totally destroy it. Hmm. And a lot of people sexually will say, I want to get totally destroyed. I want yeah. to just get enveloped. I just want to wow. disappear. Yeah. I want to get smashed. Yeah. Yeah. So Vor, I think, plays upon some of that. Like, I'm just going to disappear inside somebody else and just be soft and comfortable inside of a body. Yeah. 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 Wow. Vor. It's out there. You know, I'm going to learn a lot. I hope so. This. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a porn expert, but I'm on the internet a lot. Yeah. Talking to video game people, and there's a lot of video game and porn crossover. crossover. Yeah, Big time. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot yeah. of working out your stuff through fantasy and interactivity that doesn't necessarily put you in a ton of emotional risk. So, yeah. And there's a lot of, like, porn video games, right? Yeah, we have Bella, who's a guest on the show, works for Nutaku that sells strictly porn video games. Bella may be a guest on the future version of the show if we keep going with this whole porn analysis thing. Who yeah, knows? who knows? We're giving it a try. We'll see how you respond to it. If you enjoy it, if you like it, if you want more of it, you can send us pictures that we'll talk about. Safe, safe for work. Safe for work pictures. Yeah, that's the thing because, you know, Tanya and I work together and we want people to be able to tell their friends about this show, show them the thumbnails to the show without getting in trouble at work. So we want you to feel comfortable enjoying the show and unembarrassed to like it, even though we may talk about ass and tongue. Tits and penetration. Yeah, but uh, not to try to be sexual about it. Well, be an analytical. Yeah, it's kind of like <laughs> epidemiology. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, we're taking a zoological, epidemiological, <laughs> uh, what's the word for studying people? Anthropomorphic? No. Anthropological? Yeah, but there is a lot of anthropomorphic porn that I'm sure we're going to get yeah, into. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to tell you about the time I saw porn. Yeah. Where the, everybody was dressed up like um, fauna and other you know wood nymphs and stuff? yeah wood nymphs and deers deers yeah like, like a little porcupine i don't know but it was fantastical and just woods woodland sex <laughs> <laughs> sounds sounds pretty good i showed you a picture somebody drew of a sexy beholder from the video game doom and it was a, the beholder except with the wig on and like I had a body with boobs and then short shorts. Hmm. And I was like, I want you to rip and tear my pussy. Oh, Remember? that's right. Yeah. yeah. It was because of the hedonism too. Yeah, hedon I was like, I think many. this is what the guy is referencing. This one yeah. Doom erotic cartoon oh from 2005 <laughs> or whatever. So, yes, we're going to wrap up the show. For now, it's still called Talking to Women About Video Games, but we mostly talked about pornography this episode. Yeah, we've been going for it. We've been going at it this over been... an hour now. <laughs> <laughs> this has been the pilot of this new style of show. If we stick with it, we're going to have a new theme song next time, a new title. It's going to be a whole reboot. 
me and Tanya will remain, but new guests may we come could, in. Yeah, have people join us. Yeah, and if we do Talk that, Talk to us about porn. Exactly, and what they think about why people like it and what it all means. We would try to do that live, I think, though, so less segments and more... Just all conversations, together. Yeah. yeah, that's the hope, I think, but we'll see. We're still working it out. Tanya and I, very busy folks. She's pole dancing, and she got a day job. I'm writing about video games and Nintendo Force and Destructoid.com. And Being a dad. Yeah, I got a trading card from Men's Nude Beach Volleyball League, the game, in this magazine called Lost in Cult. Hmm. They put out a trading card along with their magazine. That was a surprise. So I drew a naked middle-aged man playing volleyball, and it's now on a trading card. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So I'm up to a lot of stuff, too. We're both really busy with trying to make the most of our time but we didn't want to be remiss and coming back to our podcast friends too so you're important too we're going to try to come back we're going to keep trying to do things different things <laughs> and see what happens <laughs> and thanks for sticking with us through it all and we're signing off goodbye okay. everybody bye